0: I'm kind of privileged to get to know the players a little bit more personally and I like to try to engage in that and try to find that in the photography as well
1: Welcome to Hockey in Focus, the hockey photography podcast I'm Aaron Bell and as a professional hockey photographer for the past decade I've been fortunate to meet many amazing hockey photographers that have been kind enough to share some of their tips, tricks and techniques with me I'm tracking down those experts again for this podcast to help you and me become better hockey photographers. We will discuss their career path, have a look in their camera bags, and deconstruct their hockey photography techniques. On this episode of Hockey in Focus, I sit down with André Ringette of Freestyle Photography in Ottawa. Andre is the official photographer of the Ottawa Senators and a frequent shooter for the Hockey Hall of Fame, IIHF, and NHL Images. Andre, thanks so much for joining me on this episode of Hockey and Focus podcast. Uh, I'm happy to be here. Uh, I mentioned in the opener that you're the team photographer for the Ottawa Senators, and I know you recently returned from shooting the Winter Olympics in Pyeongchang, and I want to ask you about both of those things. But before we get into that, how did you first get started in hockey photography? Oh, I was just a crazy kid in university who wanted to specialize in sports.
0: And at about the same time, the Ottawa Senators came to town. So uh, one thing quickly led to another.
1: That's pretty good timing. I know as a house photographer for Canadian Tire Center, uh, you're a photographer for Ottawa Fury, the Ottawa Red Blacks, and in the Ottawa Red Blacks, you get a lot of opportunity to shoot events away from the ice. So what are some of your favorite things to shoot? And... How does some of those, shooting those things help you become a better hockey photographer?
0: Um, almost like playing sports, if you play, um, if you're forced to play something different, there's elements that you can uh, take to to the game of hockey and it's probably not uh, too different as far as uh, shooting. Um, sh- whether shooting football or concerts or, or soccer, there's, there's certain elements because it's outside, um, because it's green instead of white ice, uh, different um, access to the playing field and whatnot. Sometimes you draw from those experiences and, and it gives you a fresh approach to shooting hockey.
1: Whenever I get a chance to shoot things away from the ice, I always feel like it helps kind of keep things sharp uh, when I get back to the rink.
0: Yeah, it's nice. Uh, in my case, I shoot uh, over 100, 140 hockey games a year with the IHF championships as well. So uh, even just for the... the peace of mind of, of getting to see and do something different. It's, uh, uh, it's kind of refreshing.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I know you had a, uh, had a, had a crazy season there in Ottawa this year. You started the season with the global series in Sweden following the, the senators there. Uh, I know you had the great cup there in, uh, in Ottawa this year. And then and of course, the NHL 100 classic at Lansdowne park. What were some of your highlights through that stretch of time? um
0: all of it <laughs> uh, all of it, and especially that everything seemed to be back to back to back. so it was uh, sort of um, usually when you have a major event per year, it's uh, pretty exciting. And in this case we had three major ones all within uh, weeks of each other. Um, so a lot of it was uh, survival um, but it was also nice to just be a part of each of these individual events that, Um, you almost take, you almost stop, you take a moment in the middle of it and realize that you're here, uh, you're getting to witness it, document it, be a part of it. Um, and it's just nice to have the opportunity to essentially make pictures. From it and create memories.
1: I know sometimes you get kind of just caught up in 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 getting through the event. You said survival. That's a great way to put it. And and I'm sure that there was a, a big chunk of that. And then then you have your day job with the Senators and and making sure that uh, that all of their games look look great. I'm curious when you shoot that many games like you do, how do you keep fresh? How do you keep finding kind of new uh, interesting things to shoot? How do you keep your your energy up for that?
0: Part of it is having the confidence that you've done so many games, you know you still have many games to go, and having the confidence to know that even if it's if it's a bad game, sometimes you have a nothing-nothing first period, very flat, neither team is really engaged or doing much, that uh, there's still 40 minutes to go, and you having the confidence to know that you'll still be able to make pictures out of it. So you sort of... Shoebox that as part of your approach. Um, And then having that confidence that you know pictures will come, that it allows you to then still be open and every game try to come up with something different. Um, In our case with the NHL, we're actually required to provide two images before the game starts uh, to gettyimagesnhl.com. And I actually like that because every game, It sort of gets you going. Yeah. Um, Personally, my favorite part of of shooting the game, a lot of people think this is crazy, but uh, I really enjoy warm-up. And maybe part of it is because I get to sit on the bench for warm-up, which is an access point that not very many people get to to be that close or get to see. Um, But I enjoy it because you you get to see the players have a mix of being loose, uh, sometimes having almost fun uh, as opposed to the the pure focus they have during the game but then it's also their preparation for the game so there's a lot there is a lot of focus and there is a lot of routine that each player uh has and i enjoy seeing that part of it and frankly as a beer league hockey player myself and what most of us do uh just running the warm-up drills, if we were to try to run any of those drills, we probably <laughs> couldn't string more than two passes together. And these guys are able to function. Everything is tape to tape to tape on every single pass. And to me, that that's kind of indicative of the level that these players are at. And I, I enjoy seeing that
1: from close up the personality is such a big thing in, in, I think in any sports and especially in hockey, sometimes as a spectator, even on television, you, you kind of see these guys and they're in this gear and equipment and more and more of them are wearing, you know, at least the half shields these days, they kind of lose some of their personality that way. But one of the things I've always been really impressed with your images is you really bring out that personality. You kind of feel like you're getting to know some of these players. And I'm curious, like How much of being around the rink so much and and being there from the beginning with the senators, how much of that goes into you kind of being able to make those kind of images?
0: Probably a lot. Um, I've been with the team for 18 years now, so um, I'm at the point where some of these guys uh call me mister <laughs> uh when i when i started i was about you know about their age or obviously maybe a little bit older but there were still a number of uh, players on the team that uh, were older than than me now th- there's no chance that there's going to be a, p- a player older so i've been around and i've seen guys literally like mark stone who mm. uh, i saw him at uh, not only rookie camp but development camp and uh players like eric carlson who um I came across his draft portrait that I did just the other day, and he was maybe 160 pounds, a skinny little kid. Um, so it's it's actually kind of nice to get to see these guys start from young junior age players who are just practically skin and bones uh, to making the team, to then being an impact on the team, to uh, eventually being leaders on the team. So you almost get to you get to see these guys grow up Mm. and everybody has a different personality. Every player has a different approach to their game and just their even persona, if you will. Um, So I'm kind of privileged to get to know the players a little bit more personally. And I like to try to engage in that and try to find that in the photography as well.
1: I think that's something that really comes through in your images. One of the places that I saw that maybe more than any anywhere was uh, some of your winter Olympic images this year and following along on Facebook and, and seeing some of those things that you posted. And one of the things that really struck me there is a lot of those images, you could see that same personality, but I know just because of the, the type of event that is, you don't have that same opportunity to build a, a long relationship. You kind of have to have that ability to quickly Build some trust and and be able to pick out those kind of moments. So I'm curious about that event, shooting the Winter Olympics in South Korea. How did that come come about for you, and what kinds of things did you to prepare to get ready to shoot that event?
0: Um, in this particular case, it was my my second Winter Games. Um, how it comes about is uh, as the I guess the contract photographer for all the IIHF World Championships. Uh, The the Olympics becomes one of their key um, because they're the uh, not the host, but they the um, uh, governing body for that tournament at the Olympics. So I get to um, get to cover that. I did it in Sochi as well. So Sochi was probably my first experience. And although I've done a lot of hockey games before, the Olympics is a different animal in terms of just the sheer volume of games. Uh, you're literally doing uh, minimum two games, and more than half the days you're doing three games back to back to back, which ends up being a lot of hockey, both uh, mixed between the the men and the women. Um, as far as Pyeongchang now, having done it before, I sort of I knew what to expect a little bit more. Uh, so mm-hmm. you try to take an approach of uh, I prefer to finish strong. So the first the first week or so, you're in sorry to use the term again, but a bit of survival mode of just just getting through it and knowing that uh, there's still a lot of hockey to come. So you almost have to pace yourself somewhat. Right. And in doing so, uh, shooting the games is a lot of fun, obviously, but three 60 minute games of, of action starts to, to get dry a little bit, especially if it's not necessarily the highest level that you might be seeing, depending on which two teams are playing. Mm -hmm. So that's where I like to try to find other elements in the game, just for my own sanity, but also to try to, Find moments of this great game of hockey that that might happen
1: away from the ice. You could really see that uh, that coming through in those images that you shared along the way. I'm curious the uh, the opportunity to shoot. Uh, in Sochi, where there obviously was NHL players, and then he, this year in uh, in South Korea, you have uh, players that aren't NHL players, but some familiar names. I know some were familiar to you as well. What did you see as far? I mean, obviously the the caliber of play is a little bit different, but what did you like about this year that maybe was different from Sochi?
0: I think what I enjoyed was, despite the fact that the caliber was lower, it meant that the caliber across the uh, tournament itself was there was more parity. Mm. Which to me made the games more interesting like seeing germany end up being in the gold medal game uh, i don't think anybody would have predicted that and not only were they in the gold medal game but they uh, they were in it throughout the whole game yeah. so as far as um maybe the overall level of each game might have been lower obviously than if it was uh, stacked with nhl players but when you have three or four countries that can maximize their roster with NHL players, and the rest of the countries that can only have one or two, let's say, mm-hmm. in this case, most of them didn't have access, so it created more parity, which made the games themselves, to me, a lot more interesting.
1: Yeah, that's really cool. What were some of the other highlights for you when you were there? Maybe away from the rink. Um, <laughs>
0: pretty much, our whole <laughs> life was at the rink, so there wasn't a whole lot of being away from the rink uh, happening. Basically, uh, when you're at this event, you're you see the you see the arena, the shuttle bus, in your hotel room, so. <laughs>
1: The glamorous life of a hockey yeah, photographer. Yeah. Well, that's, that's sort of the going joke that we
0: have amongst ourselves that uh, exactly as you said, we uh, will joke about that. Everybody, everybody back home will, oh, it's amazing that you're there. And, and, and it is, it is very special. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it is nice to get to see it. Uh, I grew up watching the Olympics my whole life. So you have this picture of what it is. The reality when you're there working, it is is far from the, the glamour that uh, maybe uh, people assume. Um, it's basically, it's it's shuttle buses and arenas for, uh, 17, 18, 19 days.
1: So people can find you freestylephotography.com. It's on Facebook, Freestyle Ottawa. There's all kinds of, uh, great images or Instagram, Freestyle Ottawa as well. Um, so getting back here and, and some of the, uh, the questions for photographers, um, lots of times we like to talk about gear. Um, I'm curious what kind of gear do you use I know you're a Canon shooter. Tell me about some of the gear that you, you use it, uh, that you rely on to make your hockey images. Uh, two,
0: well, I think overall there's uh, seven or eight bodies being used when you factor in uh, all the remote cameras. Basically, what you do is uh, you try to keep up with the uh, latest and greatest models as you upgrade, then the previous model then get relegated to uh, remote use or backup use. So right now, how uh, you main bodies would be the 1DXs? I haven't upgraded to the uh, 1DX Mark II yet. And frankly, uh, is the 1DX Mark II a better camera? Yeah, probably. Well, it is for sure, but uh, given how many cameras we like to use, I've, I've always liked the 1DX. I found that that was the camera that uh, Canon finally got right. <laughs> so um, just for the, you know, the price point itself, I can buy two 1DXs almost for the price of, uh, of a Mark II. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, I like the fact that it has the two card slots um, for the CF cards as opposed to having two different uh, two card slots, but of different cards. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a nice backup to have that you, know, that you can roll into the next the next card. Um, that's just personal preference frankly I find um, there's usually a lot of uh, joking and fighting between canon and Nikon <laughs> users um, as far as I'm concerned as long as you're happy with your gear um, all these cameras are great uh, you can't go wrong with, with either one really uh, just find find a, a system that you're comfortable with that you like that you're happy with the images and to me that's what's most important other than that as far as uh, lenses which actually become more important in the gear uh, than the bodies i find I mean, obviously your standard lenses is be a, your 70 to 200 uh, that'll be an all-purpose lens if you had to use only one lens for the job that would be the lens that i would use because you can do that you can use that for just about anything as far as new lens um, i do have the Uh, The 200 to 400 F4 uh, with the built-in converter, which uh, Mm -hmm. is probably my second. Well, I probably put it my favorite lens right now. (laughs) Um, It's it's obviously too tight for your standard photo position at hockey. But in terms of um, usage and sharpness, um, it's a great lens for football, soccer. Obviously, it's a great lens to use that I would use at the World Championships because I'll... um, uh, often shoot from between the benches mm-hmm. so that range from that position is great and that lens is so sharp it's it's kind of crazy i've used it on commercial shoots just to be able to get that extra sharpness
1: wow i think i got the first my first chance to watch you work firsthand at the world junior championships when they were hosted in ottawa in 2009 i remember uh, i was pretty new to hockey photography then i learned a lot from watching you work and and the images that you were able to 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 pull off but i think the thing that impressed me the most was just how you were kind of juggling the responsibility of being the head photographer and, and managing the other photographers and kind of making sure they all had what they needed, but then also being able to get your head right back into the game when it was time to drop the puck. And again, you talk about playing lots of, uh, lots of games, world juniors were kind of a similar, similar event that way. I'm kind of curious about the advice that you would give to new hockey photographers, just about kind of the way they represent themselves or the way that they work with other photographers. Well, I appreciate
0: you saying that um, because it was, to be honest, it's a little bit daunting to wear the two hats because at the end of the day, I still have this the same job to do as everybody else. But I also um, recognize there is a need for everything to just work, run smoothly. And if I happen to be in the, in the best position in order to make that happen, then I'm happy to do so. At the end of the day, we all have a job to do. And we can't do it if there isn't um a proper direction or even if it means um uh, filling up photo positions or answering questions or making sure that everything is fair across the board so um ultimately i'm happy to do that as far as how to represent yourselves as far as new photographers it's actually that's a great question because fulfilling this role at all the other championships that that's what we end up doing and the irony is that, we, we, we talk about it internally, the most experienced, the highest level of photographers uh, as far as major agencies, and again, we're talking about it internationally. So when you're at the World Championships, there's you may be from a big agency here in Canada, let's say, but there's, there's also major agencies from Sweden and Russia, and those photographers also have uh, priority, access to priority photo positions. Mm-hmm. And then I've found over the years that All of your main photographers, your most experienced photographers or big shot photographers, for lack of a better term, uh, are usually the lowest maintenance. Uh, They seem to understand that, well, uh, sometimes it is what it is. This is a photo position, might not be ideal, but um, they go with it because they'll understand there's a a whole process to uh, an event. Some places there's only there's a limited number of uh, priority photo positions and the number of accredited photographers far exceed that. And it is what it is. And I find that it's often the less experienced photographers that uh, will cause the most problems with regards to not being happy with the photo position or not understanding that, well, there's about eight agencies ahead of you that represent millions and millions of people. Mm -hmm. So um, my approach to Even when I was the rookie, whenever I walked into a new building, whether it be shooting for the NHL or upper deck or doing an international event, I would just take whatever photo position was given to me and try to be low maintenance and make the best that you can with what you're given. Because at the end of the day, nobody can predict how a hockey game is going to go. I mean, you can maybe predict you know, a powerhouse team over another, mm-hmm. but you don't know where the game winning goal might happen. If it's going to be a blowout, if it's going to go to overtime, uh, if, the um, uh, like in our case with the Germany game where the player happened to celebrate right at the glass in our corner. Um, well, if you happen to be have a good, decent photo position there, then mm-hmm. you'll be lucky. So, um, sort of take take the position that you get and there's pictures to be made everywhere. There'd just be different ways that uh, you can make it and focus on that rather than hoping or wishing that you think you should have been
1: somewhere else. Yeah, very well said. You're you're right. The pictures can be made from anywhere. Andre, thanks so much for joining me on this episode and and sharing some great advice for uh, for other photographers and uh, and just for uh, for being a good guy and, and uh, making sure that uh, the people are well taken care of when they come to Ottawa as well. I really appreciate your time here.
0: Well, thanks for having me. I do appreciate it, and I uh, certainly appreciate all your kind words and support.
1: I hope you enjoyed this episode of Hockey In Focus, the Hockey Photography Podcast. I have more experts lined up to talk to us about how they got their start in the hockey photography business, what keeps them going, and what gear they use to make amazing hockey images. I hope you'll join me again. Until then, I hope to see you soon at the rink.